Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. Just before we begin this episode, I just want to take a moment to give a shout out to the sponsors for the podcast, which is Steroplast Healthcare Limited. Steroplast Healthcare Limited, setting the standards across the seven sectors. If you don't already know of them, get onto their website, www.steroplast.co.uk, to look at some of the great products that they do. We've got the boxing wraps, the Sterotape Zinc Oxide Tape, we've also got the Sterotape Premium and the Sterotape K. Now, we've got World Fight using this tape, we've got local fighters including Charlie Schofield, Ben Sheedy, Jimmy Kelly... Callum Cook. They're all using this tape at the moment and Steroplast are getting around to all the boxing gyms and you will be able to purchase these items from steroplast.co.uk. Get over to that website, have a look because the Sterotape and the Stink Oxide Tape aren't the only things that they actually do. They do provide equipment for emergency rooms, for hospitals, uh, other sports. They produce items for vets uh, medical surgeries, GPs, first aid, defibrillators, things of that nature. So they're not just all about the stereotype and the boxing wraps. Get yourself over there and have a look. www.steroplast.co.uk Welcome to Beyond the Ropes, a boxing podcast brought to you by Easley Boxing Repeat. The place for the Northwest and boxing news, news, reviews, and interviews. Here's your host, Sean Basso. Welcome to episode number 22 of Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. As always, your host, Sean Basto, and your co-host, Cahill Jennings. Cahill, welcome back. How's it been going? Yeah, it's not been too bad, Sean. Uh, took in the boxing at the weekend and looking forward to doing a, a kind of a specialised episode tonight. Well, this is it. This has been voted for uh, by the followers of Twitter. Uh, we put that post out there about a week ago and we put four subjects out there. And this particular particular subject uh, won by a very, very slim margin, 1%, <laughs> literally just 1%. That one vote uh, got this particular episode. So the bonus episode is the 2018 Boxing Wishlist. So there's no particular structure to the show today. We're going to cover off 
everything. You know, we're going to look at what what sort of fights we want to see this year, um, who we'd like to see retire, what sort of promoters we want to see work together, you know, things like that. And I think that that would be a good thing to talk about because we're well into sort of the, the boxing seasons restarting again and we've, you know we've talked on the weekly episodes about some of the stuff that's been going on and I think it'd be good now to really focus on what we actually want to see some of it is already happening we know we can talk about that as well uh, but there is some stuff that I know we really want to see as fans uh, and I'm sure the listeners will want to hear about so let's get right into the episode and off the bat uh, the biggest fight of 2018, which I think needs to happen, uh, and I would love to see happen, would be Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. Uh, obviously, that's the fight everyone's vying for at the moment. You know, as we speak and as we record this episode, we've got Joshua and Parker, uh, and we've got Ortiz uh, and Luis Ortiz, that is, and Deontay Wilder facing off uh, very soon. So we're hoping that the winners of these two particular fights is going to create the fight that everybody wants to see in 2018 um Cahill, this fight it's it's one that everybody's been vying for for about 12 months now uh, what do you make of everything that's gone on in the past 12 months you know it's been heating up and do you think this is actually going to happen this year it's probably the closest that we're going to get to this is probably the biggest heavyweight fight maybe before Tyson Fury comes back and maybe faces Joshua but I think that all depends on Joshua is still staying undefeated. And I think if he gets through Parker, they're saying Pavekin, but the fight everyone really wants to see is going to be Wilder. There's a lot of money at stake, a lot of lot of strong, powerful people involved. And you you think if they could sit down, it makes the most sense for both fighters. They're both at that point now where the fight with Ortiz and with Parker is kind of like the semi-final. We want to see the final. We want to see both get through. And for me, Wilder's all wrong for Joshua. But he... he he has dynamite in those fists. It's one of those fights that it's a it's a, it's a pick em. Um, you wouldn't be surprised if Wilder came out the winner. You wouldn't be surprised if Joshua came out the winner. Wilder's a good talker, looks the part just like Joshua, and it has everything. It's it, it's a proper heavyweight clash, like thrown back to the old days of when heavyweight boxing was was the number one division that you'd want to watch. Absolutely, uh, this is a fight that I, I really want to see, and a fight that I think could you know get the same type of hype uh, as some of the heavyweight fights that we've seen gone by I mean one of the biggest fights that I remember you know when I was sort of about 16 years old the biggest fight I remember is Lewis uh, Lennox Lewis going in against Mike Tyson and the whole hype surrounding that fight um, Tyson running across the stage and biting Lewis in the leg uh, the, the the ring of sec- uh, the, the line of security guards across the ring before the fight the fact that they had both Michael Buffer Jimmy Lennon Jr. doing the joint announcing for the fight you know that was massive and I think Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua uh, is in this day and age a fight of that magnitude and a fight that every fighter really wants to uh, every fighter sorry every person and every fan really really want to see this year uh, this is definitely something at the top of most people's wish list for 2018 and although we're, re- we're obviously still early on there's still a big potential for that to happen after their two respective fights I really hope that by the end of 2018 this fight has been made and we've seen uh, a potential unified heavyweight champion which we've not seen for uh, for a little while now and you know the Klitschko era is over we're looking to see what era is going to be next Obviously, based over here in the UK, we're you know we're we're all like yeah, Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua, you know he's the man, he's the one that's going to take over. But you said earlier there, Deontay Wilder is all wrong for Anthony Joshua, and 
you could be right, and that's that's something that is intriguing a lot of people because people think that you know Deontay Wilder, yeah, he's he's pardon the pun, he's very wild. He can get really wild in the ring, but when he lands them big shots, <laughs> there's not many people that have stood up to it, if anybody. Do you know? And I, I just really, really want this fight to happen this year. Um, what what do you make of? If the fight was happening in 2008, what would you make of the loser? You know, what would the loser do in this fight? Well, the loser, it, it, it's, such, it's such a big fight, and I think they would even do a, a two-fight deal, one in America, one in the UK. That's what it sounds of Eddie Hearn. That's the way they'd want to work it. But, yeah, that, like it's one of those that are still so big because I believe that there's three heavyweights out there and they're, they're levels above what's currently um, below them. I, I believe that Joshua and Wilder, they, it could turn into what it used to be, where the heavyweights, um, like Lewis, you had a Holyfield, Tyson, you had Riddick Bow, where you did, there's about four, there's three or four huge names at the top of the division, and it, losing to one of them doesn't diminish your career. Um, if Joshua was to lose to Wilder, doesn't do doesn't diminish his legacy at all. The same goes for Wilder. And then you have Tyson Fury coming back as well. So the heavyweight division is one of them. It's bubbling under at the moment, and you're just waiting almost to get the the Parker and the Ortiz fights out the way and just to see in the coming months after that if they can actually sit around the table and get the deal done because for me it's probably the biggest fight waiting to be made in boxing and you, you the build up to that the excitement that's a that's a true heavyweight um a box office uh, a box office hit I don't think it could fail to be a bad fight there's so much on the line the undisputed heavyweight t- champion of the world the movies are based around the heavyweight title all that kind of stuff so much legacy rides on it um, the the two fighters do they really want it are they kind of it's got, they're having a back and forth at the moment no one's really kind of stuck a claim but if Wilder can get through Ortiz Parker or Joshua gets through Parker I think that there's nowhere else to go for either of them they need to face each other and they're saying that Pavekin could face Joshua next and we know there's a lot of politics when it comes to these divisions but you would just love if they could just be put to bed this fight's going to happen in the summertime in a, in a, in a summertime blockbuster yeah this is what we want. I want Eddie Hearn to be able to obviously work uh, with the American promoters and make this fight happen. And it's quite likely it's going to be in America if it does happen this year. Uh, but again, that's that's the top of the list for me. That is the fight that I would like to see. And that is top of my particular wish list this year. One of the fights that is on everybody's wish list is now happening again. <laughs> it's Golovkin and Canelo Alvarez going for round number two uh, on the 5th of May. Now, normally, when you talk about wish lists, this was one that we would have wanted on it. We had the first fight, fantastic fight. People were... Con- con- there was a lot of controversy over the scoring. You know, um, we'll talk about that a little bit later on with the judges and things like that uh, in general. With judges that we don't want to see in 2018. Um, but this fight's happening again. This is obviously on people's wish list for this year. But what I want to look, I want to look past it a little bit. Do you think that there is a potential that this fight could go to a third fight? Because before you answer that, I'll just let me just say that I think neither of these two fighters seem to be able to knock each other out. And I just get this feeling that we could see a third fight this year. But again, it depends on how the second fight goes. If we see a, uh, another controversial score or a very close fight, um, would a third fight between these two, and, and I know I'm looking way too far ahead here, 
But would a third fight between these two fighters uh, be on people's wish list should the second fight go very close uh, or potentially a second draw? Has that ever happened before? Well, I think if they... This, this is one of them that maybe even if the outcome was conclusive, I think they do it a third time. I think people like sitting down and watching the probably maybe the one and two the number one and two fighters in, in world boxing and that's one or two is kind of decided by what your preference is some people would have Golovkin one some people would have Canelo number one and then number two makes itself up but it's one of them I think if it, we get it in May I wouldn't be surprised in November if we saw it again um, we do have that draw there this could happen three four times and I don't think anybody would have a problem with it like when you look at it now yeah, Golovkin could move could move up this fights there for him but yeah it is something special i think when those two come together and it it, it happened we saw it that night um controversial decision unfortunately again when it comes to boxing and you don't really get the outcome but we get to see the second fight i think if there had been a winner that time we would have got a second fight anyway i think they're onto something here when it comes to golovkin and canelo and i think they're good for each other they bring the best out in each other i don't think either is going to knock the other one out i'd be surprised if that did happen um for me Glovkin took it on points last time this time if it if it was terribly one-sided if it was at just a, a shutout maybe then but i can't see it happen i think these guys are so good that you're gonna get it again and it makes sense i think people want to see that because they're the best they're the two best fighters in the world for me they are and I'm not going to disagree with you on that because that is exactly how it is at the moment where with these two guys. And I was just trying to say then while I was um, while I was listening to what you were saying, has there ever been a fight of this magnitude where there's been a, like a back to back draw? Because I really can't think off the top of my head. And even looking on the internet while we're recording, I can't seem to find anything. I'm sure there's got to have been one that's happened in the past at some point, but. I just can't imagine what would happen if this fight was a draw again. Um, obviously, a third fight is is conclusive. It's got to happen. You know, we've we've seen three fight three fight trilogies in the past um, with uh, Barrera and Morales and uh, Gatti and Ward. You know, to name but two of the most famous trilogies that we've ever seen. Um, I think Ali Fraser was about Ali Fraser. They fight three times as well. Yeah, maybe it, I don't know if it had the same um, the the same appeal. I don't think it was. I think they were the only two out there for each other. I think when it comes to, to trilogy fights, it, it, it makes sense. I think the two fighters have to complement each other just right. Yeah, they did. I just checked it as well, and uh, Ali and Fraser did have three fights as well. Um, so there has been a lot of um, lot of trilogies over the years, but I mean, I'd be interested to, to, to find out, and I'd love to, when people listen to the podcast, I'd love for them to tweet over to us um, if anybody's actually got that knowledge of whether three uh, a third fight has happened after two back-to-back draws. Because I, I I don't know I really don't know I can't seem to find anything on the internet for it so I'll be really intrigued to find out and uh, I'd love to actually see some of the footage if it's if it's possible if it's not too old of a fight to get footage for <laughs> um, but no yeah obviously Triple G Canelo could go to a third fight it would be on people's wish list if if again the fight was a really really conclusive close close fight and it, it left a bit of doubt in people's minds it'd have to happen again so that for me is another one for 2018 that I would definitely see again I'd love to see that again because I know number two is going to be a great fight and I do believe it's going to go 12 rounds and I do believe we're going to end up 
you know, seeing a really close decision yet again. Um, and not just that, it's it's a very big money-making fight over in America and that, that that's what a lot of the promoters are obviously vying for. They're trying to make that, that big money and they'll, I'm cert- they'll certainly want another one of these types of fights again, especially if it is uh, a close fight. So I'll move on from that particular one and I want to look at, you know, other things that have been going on uh, as of recent times and, and a favourite subject of ours as of recent times has been the World Boxing Super Series. Obviously, we've seen the cruiserweight division reignited by the cruiserweights, uh, and and obviously the, the the great fights that we've seen so far. We've got the final to come uh, as we record this podcast. We've got the final coming up soon. Um, the super middleweight tournament's been fantastic. Obviously, we've had some great fights in that so far. But one thing we've touched on previously in one of the podcasts uh, was the fact that we'd love to see. A world boxing super series tournament in a in a in a weight in a different weight, and the weight that sticks out in my mind that I would love to see this tournament at is at the featherweight division, because I feel there's so much talent that's floating around that division that I think for me that that would be an amazing tournament. Now I know the Sourlands have been talking about putting more tournaments on, so we could quite possibly see this tournament happen, but that is that is the one weight division that I would like to see a World Boxing Super Series tournament um, what about you Carl? Would, would that be something you'd want to see or do you have any other weight divisions in mind that you'd love to see a tournament at yeah 100% the division I'd want to see the World Boxing Super Series go to next would have to be the heavyweight division there's so many fighters there but there's also so many interesting fights that could be made you could see Joshua White too you could see the, the likes of um, Tyson Fury make his comeback you'd have Deontay Wilder then the best have to fight the best. You're not you're not hoping that it might happen. It's going to happen. You could have maybe if Ward did want to step up to the, the heavyweight division, you have Usyk. You could have the likes maybe of the winner of David Hay and Tony Bellew. Um you could have young prospects in there. It's the heavyweight division, people think it's not that deep, but that kind of competition you'd see how deep it is and then you'd the best would have to fight the best. The only thing when it comes to heavyweight boxing, um, you you might not get people wanting to take part in it. Um, people have their own kind of agendas when it comes to that. I think the middleweight division is another one that could do with it. The likes of Billy Joe Saunders, Spike yeah. O'Sullivan, you have Canelo, you have um, Golovkin. They're all, they are all going to look like they're going to fight each other. But that competition, you know, secures that happening. The featherweight division is another one of them. Um, it there's, there's a lot of divisions. The welterweight could division could do with it but the heavyweight division for me is the one where you could see a lot of explosive fights that's probably when you would get to see the likes of maybe Bellew against Tyson Fury or or David Hay has to take on Tyson Fury or Wilder gets to fate Hay so it, it, it would just throw up so many um so many interesting uh interesting fights so many interesting stories it's probably the one the one division that it wouldn't happen in but probably the division that probably could do with it the most yeah, I, I, again, I, you know, I always agree with a lot of stuff that I say because I, I do I do think you're right in a lot of stuff that you're saying as well because of the fact that the division has been stagnated for so long uh, up until the arrival of people like Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. Uh, obviously now you've got people like Joseph Parker coming through, uh, making the names you know bigger and getting in them bigger fights and obviously Deontay Wilder. 
you know, and, and Dillian White, you can't rule out Dillian White, or else people slag him off and say, oh, well, Joshua's knocked him out. You know, he gave Joshua an absolute run for his money, and a lot of people forget that he did actually injure, um, was it his left shoulder? I think it was his left shoulder in yeah. the fight, and for the majority of that fight, he was he was injured, and he fought, and he fought valiantly, and he went out on his shield, which is what um, a lot of boxers are not doing these days. We're seeing a lot of people kind of, just, just sitting down the stool and going, no, I don't want no more. Um, sometimes they've got justifiable excuses for it, but sometimes you just think to yourself, well, why? You, you, you know, you'd fight, you'd fight until you get put on your ass, basically, until you get knocked out. As simple as that. But heavyweight division, yes, absolutely. You know, that'd be one I'd love to see. Um, so much potential with it as well, because really, that was the original division. In boxing, that was that's the, always been the big division. Um, pardon the pun again, because you know of the weight category, but it always been, has been the one that has brought the most attention to the sport. Um, but I'm not discounting any of the other divisions because, in fact, the welterweight division could probably do with it right now. You know, you've got Terence, Craw- Terence Crawford now up at welterweight. Uh, Danny Garcia had a fantastic victory over the weekend that we've just come past. Um, Keith Furman. Um, Errol Spence Jr., you know, uh, Sean Porter still mixing around. There's, there's, there's so many good fighters out there. And Amir Khan's back as well. And, you know, he could throw him in there and there could be a really good tournament there, which could provide Yeah, it's us- one of them that, it, it, I think the World Boxing Super Series, if you do, if the division is going to take part in the competition, it's not going to do it any harm. You, I think the Welterweight division is probably another one of them. Maybe Khan takes part in it and then you see... Floyd Mayweather want to kind of have a little run at it and see if he can win the Ali Trophy it's one of them that throws up so many possibilities but that's what the good thing is about that tournament that you might have people going you know what I've seen what a success it's been for the cruiserweight division the super middleweight division and you'd love to see it happen to heavyweight division because there is so many fighters there there's so many intriguing stories and stuff like that but the welterweight division I think could flourish in that because it's one that maybe has gone a little bit quiet a small bit quiet since uh, since Floyd Mayweather's left but after as you say Garcia winning at the weekend it's quietly bubbling under again and maybe a, a World Boxing Super Series could be just what it needs to get it going again yeah totally agree speaking of Floyd Mayweather let's move on to another subject that interests me quite a lot and uh, well, should go on the wish list in terms of fighters that I've sort of essentially called time on the career but you don't believe they have who would you like to see come back this year uh, maybe for one or two more fights uh, one that I would like to see I'd like to see probably would like to see Floyd Mayweather come back um, he's one of them that you don't like He some people say he's bad for a sport boxing like he, he draws people in and he, he puts eyes on boxing his, if he did come back, and I'd be surprised if he didn't fight again, um, maybe a fight with Amir Khan, something like that. I don't know if he's going to go near the big guys in the in the welterweight division, the likes of Thurman or Spence. I think that, that day is maybe past him, not in terms of skill, just in terms of he doesn't want to be putting himself through the rigours of uh, training camps and stuff like that for on the off chance of maybe kind of coming up 50-1. Uh, and one. But uh, would be someone I'd like to see return to boxing, not anything else. Um, that may be in the in the in the rumor mill at the moment. I'd also I'd love to see Tyson Fury make his comeback this year. One of them that he's the the sport of boxing is better with him. You either love or you hate him. But you seen the clip on Twitter at the weekend of him leaving the fight, four thousand people or whatever that was around him. He's <laughs> yeah. good for the sport of boxing, and people want to see him. The more eyes on boxing, the better because it's a sport that sometimes it needs characters. It's always had characters. You look at Ali, you look at Floyd Mayweather, you look at the likes of Tyson Fury, you don't have to agree with everything they say, but you will tune in and watch them. And in fairness, that probably goes for you, Bank Jr. as well. 
I know we'll get that in uh, in the next episode of the podcast, but you can love him, you hate him, but you want to see him fight. You want to see what happens to him and happens to his career. Yeah, no, I totally agree uh, with with that statement there um, in terms of the type of fighters that you want to see come back. But there's one person I would say that you've missed off that list, and I would say I'd love to see Andre Ward come back, and I would love to see him um, make that move up. And he's talked about moving up at Cruiserweight, but then quite recently I've heard rumours that he, he's, he's looking at even pushing it to heavyweight and a potential fight with Bellew and that, that's something that um, both fighters... I is think he big have, enough for heavyweight though? I don't think he is personally but uh, he's got the skill, I suppose he's got the skill to probably outbox a lot of fighters um, but you got to think of it though as well, there is a lot of small heavyweights out there, you think about Tony Bellew was classed as a small heavyweight uh, Joseph Park is probably classed as a small heavyweight as well, um, in comparison to some of the bigger guys out there. You know, like your Wilders and your your, your Joshuas and, and people of that nature. And obviously, there's people like really tall fighters and big fighters like Manuel Char and Tyson Fury. And he, he is he is a small guy, but I, I, they they seem to think himself and his his trainer uh, Virgil Hunter seem to think that that could be something that could happen. Now, I would love to see him come back. Um, I would like to see him come back in the right circumstances. I wouldn't like to see him go up against someone that he's going to be completely overmatched in terms of physical advantages, you know, because then you just... It's not really fair to sort of make a good statement and a good argument for, for Ward to win that fight. It's like when Khan jumped up two weights to fight Canelo. Nobody expected him to win the fight, but was surprised when, it's a, you know, essentially he out, he out boxing for every, a few rounds until he got caught with that big right hand and got knocked out cold. So, yeah, I'd like to see Andre Ward back. He, he's definitely one person that I think should lace up the gloves at least one more time. Uh, and not As just- a dream, I'd like to see him come back. Probably if they could make it even catch weight with um with Gennady Golovkin, I think that kind of fight for the boxing purists is something that you'd love to see. Yeah, yeah, I imagine that. I can't, oh, I can't even. It doesn't, you know. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, wow, what a fight! What a fight that would be if if that was to happen. Um, but yeah, like Andre Ward for me, someone that I think is um. As much as he's done, I still I still don't feel he had that uh, career-defining win. I don't know if you feel the same about that, but for me personally, I never felt like he had a career-defining win. Yes, he won the Super Series, uh, he beat Frotch in the final, but I don't think that was a career-defining win. You know, I don't think he totally outboxed Frotch. Um, you know, I... So some people will say, shut up, Sean, you, you're talking nonsense, but I felt like Frotch was coming into it at the back end of the fight. Uh, I don't think Frotch was going to win, but, you know, I don't think he was completely outclassed. So, I don't, and, and yes, he beat Kovalev, he beat Kovalev twice, but I still don't feel that like they were career-defining fights either. No, I think there was always something that, like, he, there is something that he needs to come back and do to cement his legacy. Um, if he walked away now, he has achieved a lot, but I think he will come back. I think there's something that, even when he did retire, people kind of looked at it as a bit strange that, why is he retiring now? There's a couple of big fights that left for him. Didn't Doesn't carry the biggest amount of power, but unless injuries played a part, but you wouldn't know. And he's he could be one of them that might not like fighting. He But he had two two wins against um, Kovalev, and then you kind of look at it and kind of go, why would you retire then when you could go on to so much? There's, there's divisions you can move up to. There's dream fights you could have with maybe the likes of a Golovkin. Or there's big fights with Bellew that you can get up for. So you'd, I'd be surprised if 
he didn't come back this year. Maybe a cruiserweight, there's there's some big opponents he could face there. But I think the, the money for him would be in the heavyweight division. For me, I don't see him as a heavyweight. Um, but strange things have happened. He has all the skill in the world. It's whether he still wants to do it. Maybe if he gets in the ring or he gets into a training camp and he's going through the rigors of that and maybe kind of goes, you know what, I don't fancy this anymore. I should stay retired. But one of them that you'd love to see come back. And I think still there is plenty of opportunity. You'd love to see him in the likes of with an Usyk or something like that. And those kind of fights that if you like your boxing, you'll know Andre Ward. A lot of people outside boxing may not know the name Andre Ward, but there's certain, there's certain fights and he's one of them that, if you love your boxing, you'd love to see him face the big names like Usyk, Bellew, Golovkin. If they could happen, I don't know if they'd happen in 2018, but by no means he didn't have a... There was no point in his career where he's had bad like bad beatings or anything like that. He still has all his faculties, all that kind of stuff. So no reason he couldn't come back. But don't think he's stuck for money. He can still make plenty of more money. So for me, Andre Ward has un, unfinished business in, in the ring. Yeah, I believe he does, and that, that's why I would like to see him come back and uh, get in the ring again, even you know, even for one more big fight against someone that we, we all know. Um, but moving back down through the weights and going to the lower weights of uh, the, the, the boxing world, and there's a couple of fights that really sort of get me uh, excited to think about, uh, and one in particular that's really come to the forefront quite recently, as of recent times, is uh, Jorge Linares against Vasil Lomachenko. Now, that's a fight I would absolutely love to see because I do feel it's a, a, a clash of styles and I do feel this is one that a lot of people are going to go for Lomachenko on, but I just can't, I can't count Linares out because of how accomplished of a fighter the guy is. Um, what about that, Linares-Lomachenko? Would you see it? Would you love to see it this year? Yeah, I think they're in talks with the fight, um, whether it happens or not. He's one of them. I think it will happen. I don't think we're going to get it as soon as they're talking. But uh, down at those weights, one of the kind of dream fights that you'd like to see. You'd love to see Linares get in with Lomachenko. Um, two huge names in boxing, Lomachenko coming through. Linares possibly coming up towards the end, but obviously has still huge performances um, still left in him. And it's one of those fights that has a bit of spite in it. And that's what you might want to see Lomachenko have. A bit of, kind of, a bit of grit. That kind of has a little bit of spite in it. Something that you'd, you want to get up for. Not where you're kind of going, Lomachenko's going to win this. It's just when he's going to win this. The Rigondo performance, he did what he had to do. It was so disappointed from Rigondo. But don't think, you can't see Linares doing that. He's a pure warrior and you'd love to see that fight. And Lomachenko, I think this year, is going to really push himself up onto like the world stage where people really know who he is after this year. And when I look at the weights just slightly above that, and I think of another fight off the top of my head, which I feel I'd love to see this year, uh, would be Terence Crawford and Keith Furman. That is a fight I would really, really love to see. And I think it's one that we really could realistically see this year as well because of where both men are in their careers at this present time. What what do you think about that one? Do you think that is, is one that you'd be really interested in watching? Terence Crawford, for me, doesn't get the credit he deserves. Um, you hear a lot about Terman, you hear a lot about Spence. Crawford is the one that... Um, for me, it, it could rule the divisions down there. Um, Turban is coming, is on the come. Like those fights are all looking like they're going to get made. You have Porter, um, he's put his head up uh, above the water again. You have Spence, you have Turman. The fight I'd love to see would be um, Spence and Crawford. Don't know what think. Don't know. Don't know if you get that this year. Um, they don't want to push them too much. 
because that's the thing about boxing. Like you can you can't you can only get a certain amount of super fights. Um, but Thurman is one of them. If when he's in with Spence, I would like to see Crawford get in with him. Um, you just hope the politics doesn't tie it up too much. Um, a lot of belts there, that kind of thing. But money speaks. Hopefully, if the money's there, they can make the, they can make that fight. And, you know, that's one thing that kind of leads me nicely on to another subject which has been uh, playing on my mind recently and I think is probably would be on my wish list for this year is promoters to work together and stop robbing boxing fans uh, of some fantastic fights that could potentially happen. I mean, we're sat here talking about all these fights and the ones we'd love to see in 2018, but, you know, when you think about actually some of them are completely different promoters and realistically are they really going to happen and we're going to get robbed of these fights because the promoters are too stubborn to, to just get together and sit down and realistically talk about making this fight happen um you know in britain here you know frank warren and eddie Hearn are the two the two big dogs in terms of the promotional world in the uk yet they won't work together and they seem to be putting shows on on the same nights which is basically as well, it's good for boxing, but it's not good for, for for fans, really, because you think about it, if you put one big Eddie Hearn show on in one week, and then you put the Frank Warren show on the next week, the, the likelihood is, the fans that went to the Eddie Hearn show are probably going to want to go and see the Frank Warren show the week after, especially if it's a great card as well, but you put them on in the same night, and you're putting people in a predicament where they've got to choose one or the other, um, and it's, it's, yeah, I know, obviously, they're two different promotional companies, and they're competing to, to kind of be the top one in the company, and, and it's been that way for a little while while now but you know uh, when you look at the you speak to fans and you speak to other fans around and they think you know well why are they doing this why are they robbing fans of great fights and that's one thing i would love to see in 2018 and that would be on my personal wish list would be people like eddie and frank warren to work together to make these big fights yeah i don't know if we're going to get certain fights because of and they they don't seem to like each other anyway i know it's business but they're vote on rival broadcasters. It, it's not just them, which is which is so unfortunate. Like you, you, you can't see if Fury's going to sign with Warren. You can't see the Joshua fight being made anytime soon. Um, when it comes to TV right deals, when it comes to pay per view, like there's a lot of money splits, arenas, that kind of stuff. You think they'd butt heads at every avenue, and that's why it makes it so hard to make these fights. There's other fight. I can see them working together on maybe fights that aren't so big. Um, you could maybe Buglioni Yarde would get made, but that kind of the big, huge level fights that you'd love to see. Are we like your boxing fans going to lose out because it just can't be made because they're rival promoters and it can't be done? And you don't work with the competition, you compete against them. You don't like it makes sense for boxing fans, and as boxing fans, we want to see these fights. And I'm sure if we spoke with Eddie Hearn or Frank Warren, they'd be able to tell you this is the reason I can't work with them, or this it doesn't make sense for us to to make these fights. But when it comes to the likes of Tyson Fury and, and Anthony Joshua, I think that's a no-brainer for anyone. And you don't need... Because people in Ireland, a lot of people don't really have the BT. That's only a news service that came on our, on our scene here. So they're missing out on fighters. Like, they can stream. And I know that promoters do and that kind of thing. But Sky is what everybody will get. Like, a lot of people would have struggled maybe to get the ITV box office because it's out of the region and stuff like that. So promoters should come together they did i love the idea of a gloves are off with johnny nelson eddie hearn and frank warren sitting down the only <laughs> thing is they couldn't agree on that because it would have to be on sky so that's not gonna happen so i think they don't like each other it is competition but they're gonna make each other a whole lot of money if they can just sit down and kind of go right maybe two three times a year we put on mega cards where we join up your fight 
the fights that people want to see, listen to the fans, maybe two, three times a year, and you get to see those huge fights, a bigger some big summer showdown, maybe one towards in the winter, and then maybe one um, in the springtime. But that kind of thing where you have a Warren Hearn kind of um, split card, that's all kind of fantasy because I know there's so much more that goes into just making uh, making fights. There's so much that goes into it. I don't. I think we'll be. I'm not going to say we're going to be robbed of it, but I don't see Tyson Fury fighting Anthony Joshua this year. Um, I can't see Joshua fighting on BT, and I can't see if Fury is going to sign with Frank Warren, which would be surprised if he didn't. I can't see Frank Warren letting him go and fight on a pay per view because he would have put a lot of money into signing Tyson Fury. So why would he let him go over and fight on a Sky Box Office because he's losing ratings and all that kind of stuff? And the people at BT who've paid so much money to get the boxing in. They're not going to say, yeah, no problem, go ahead. You've just signed Tyson Fury, go let him fight on Sky. So if the promoters could sit down, it would be brilliant. It would be a boxing fan's dream. I don't see it happening because they just don't like each other and they could make each other a lot of money, but there there needs to be um, there needs to be something cordial between the two of them. But there seems to be every chance they get to kind of have a little bite back at each other. But you'd love it, but you, you, you don't see it happening. Well, let me put it. Let me put it to you this way, right? You look at the World Boxing Super Series um, that that's recently happened. Obviously, it's the girls Eubank fight that we've, we've recently witnessed. You look at the undercard of that fight, and there's actually fighters from different promotional stables on that show. You know, the, I could probably say there's about three different promotional stables on that show uh, with with fighters at the weekend gone by. And yeah, okay, obviously they're not on the same scale as. The, the two big dogs in the UK but when you've got people like the Sauerlands coming over who are Germany based and they're coming over and saying right uh, you guys can come on the show you guys can come on the show you guys can come on the show and they, they, they're doing things to promote boxing as a whole and it's not just it doesn't seem to be about uh, all about I want to get the ratings, I want to get the money out of it. They just seem to want to make really good fights and I think that's why it's been so successful because of the fact that they're not just in it... Yeah, obviously they're going to make a ton of money off it, don't get me wrong, but... They're not, they don't seem to be just in it for the money and, and, and the ratings. It just seems to be they want to make some good, genuine 50-50 fights. They're getting local promoters, you know, on the shows. I mean, if you know, they could get some of their German-based fighters and stick them on the undercards, but they're not doing. They're getting all of the local promoters and the local up-and-coming talents and they're getting them on the cards. And that's what I don't think the the guys at the top of the, the, top of the food chain in promotional world... I don't think they see it like that and they're not seeing it like that and that that's that's why I think World Boxing Super Series has been refreshing for me because I'm seeing different promoters throughout the UK having their fighters on the show. You know, they've been given the opportunity to get their fighters and get them TV exposure uh, and getting things that they wouldn't normally get. Whereas you look at the shows that are, you know, at the top and they're all it is is of I I know it's They've got their own stable of fighters and they're only going to want to promote their own stable of fighters and I, I totally get that. But, you know, there's room for them there to to be able to, st- you know, get other, you know, local smaller promote- promoters and, and, and their fighters on the shows because it, it makes for a great working relationship with everybody. Um, and you said that the idea of like a super show one year yeah, why not? I'd love to see that. I'd love to see the fact that you'd get these fighters from the different stables jumping on at such a big level. Then they could justify the amount of money that they charge 
uh, for for all these shows. You know, there's been some weeks where you've felt like you've paid money every single week to watch a fight. I think last year, actually, 2017, there was like a particular month where I think I'd watched about three separate pay-per-view events and paid for them. Not illegally streamed them, by the way. I paid for them in the space of about five weeks or something stupid like that. And... When you when I when I thought about it, and I looked at the cards afterwards, and I thought, well, half of them weren't even genuine fifty fifty fights. They were all overmatched. You know, it was just basically to to make the report, make the you know the the matchroom fighters or the Frank Warren fighters or whoever fighters look good, and that's all it was. And what what I'd love to see is them coming together and, and bringing us the best. And and that's why I think everybody loves the Sourlands at the moment because of what they're doing. So yeah, two thousand and eighteen to summarise, I would love to see the likes of Eddie Hearn, Frank Warren, uh, even MTK. You know the the, the promotional companies that are well known um, getting together, making decent shows uh, not saying that any of the shows aren't decent because they are but I mean making these big shows making these big fights happen Tyson Fury Anthony Joshua you know these are the fights we want to see this is why we call it a boxing wish list because these are the things we want to see this year uh, and that would be one of them um, so enough about ranting about that because um, we want to see it are we going to see it uh, possibly not no <laughs> but no. You, you can always have hope, can't you? And we can always have it the on good our thing list. about the Sourlands, they've taken the bullshit side out of it. They've taken the bullshit side out of... With the World's Boxing Super Series, you've taken the bullshit side out of it. And I, I, I watched an interview with Tony Bellew who says, this is what boxing's about. It's the best fight, the best. And I know I've said that since I've come on this podcast, but that's what you want to see. And if all the promoters are going to stick to their guns and that kind of stuff, we're not going to see the best fight and the best. You're going to see the likes of... I know it wasn't... The, the first choice but you're going to see the likes of Joshua attack him you're going to see maybe Tyson Fury fight Emmanuel, Emmanuel Chard I know that's maybe a comeback thing but you don't want them to be kept apart you want these guys to face each other if you want to beat your competition why don't you have your fighter go in and do that because if Tyson Fury comes out let's say the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world Frank Warren has won up on Eddie Hearn if it happens the other way Eddie Hearn has won up on Frank Warren if you don't like it you let your fighters do the fighting for you yeah exactly exactly you nailed it on the head uh, so I don't want to spend too much longer ranting about the fact that we want to see these guys uh, get this promotional stuff going I want to sort of move on and look at what other things we could see this year uh, oh not so much could but we, what we want to see I mean, have you got any got any things you want to see this year? I mean, I've been doing all the talking. What what would you want to see this year, Cahill? One thing that I'd definitely like to see from an Irish point of view, I'd love to see Katie Taylor have a homecoming fight here. Um, perhaps if if it was in the Tree Arena or maybe in Crow Park, she's unifying the division. What or has the chance of unifying the division out in uh, out in New York? But Ireland's still a, a real hotbed of uh, hotbed of boxing, and um, we have. Good fighters coming through, the likes of Niall Kelly, we have Spike O'Sullivan, who looks like he could face Lemieux, we have Con Sheehan, we have Sean Turner, all these kind of fighters that are coming through, Eric Donovan, all brilliant fighters, but I see like we're being robbed of kind of, like Katie Taylor would be the main event, if she was defending the, the WBA and the IBF titles in a big fight here in here in Dublin uh, you're not going to I don't think you're going to get a better atmosphere for a Katie Taylor fight than her homecoming fight and that's something I'd love to see this year and I ho- I'd love to see it in the summertime it'll have a huge big summertime show here in Dublin and I hope that's one that can get over the line I thought it would have been around St. Patrick's Day this year but it's gonna. It looks like it's gone over to New York. It is gone over to New York, which is which is kind of a pity. And a lot of people thought that maybe that was the perfect time to bring her home and let her fight in front of her home fans and um, show off the world title because you haven't seen too much of her since she's won the world title. And I know if she was fighting here, 
in a, in a couple of months the say that fight that she's going to fight bust us for in new york that would be the talk of the talk of the town at the moment people looking to get tickets and you'd, you'd have an electricity about it and i know a load of irish fighters that would love to get on that card and to be headlined by katie taylor would just be perfect maybe you'd get michael Conlon on the show then again it goes into the whole promoters kind of thing but it, it ireland needs a big huge card the headline by um katie taylor and you could see the best of irish boxing on that card and it's something that i think we will see at some point this year but i'd love to see it kind of built properly and it was a big world title fight not just title defense maybe she has a chance to win another world title here because we've seen great nights here with uh, the likes of steve collins and bernard dunn and those kind of occasions are something that people remember. I remember growing up and I remember watching the Bernard Dunn fight and I was on the edge of my seat. Probably the most nervous I've been watching a fight. But that kind of thing, you want that electricity back in Irish boxing. And I think Katie Taylor is the key to that. And you'd love to see that come back this year. I'd love if Eddie Hearn could put a big maybe summer show on. But I hope that the, the fight isn't just a title defence against someone. Just to kind of, yeah, look, she's home here. This is your world champion. To have some proper... Um, have some proper um, kind of nerves riding on it for the people because she is on the edge of your seat. She does get hit, but she's never in a barn fight. She hasn't been in a barn fight. So for me, from an Irish standpoint, I'd love to see Katie Taylor um, have a homecoming fight here in a, in a big fight and filled a packed, a stacked Irish card full of uh, young Irish talent. And um, maybe, maybe Davis Pike or Sullivan uh, co-headline would be, would be, would be just perfect for Irish boxing. Maybe that's wishing too much, but that's what I'd love to see this year, especially for Irish boxing. Yeah. And I, and I think Irish boxing is one thing that um, we talked about. We, you know, potentially going to do a podcast on that later on down the line, because um, I think that a lot of names you've mentioned there, and, and I think people seem to forget what type of names are out there. Spike O'Sullivan, great fighter, great fighter to watch. You know, I love watching the guy fight. Um, Katie Taylor, a phenomenon. She's, you know, she's she's putting Irish boxing, um, you know, she's, 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 she's helping get it out there more than I'm not saying it hasn't been out there before because of course it has but she's the one at the forefront of Irish boxing at the moment when you for, for casual fans you think of Irish boxing you think of Katie Taylor now don't you you think of Carl Frampton um you know they're two names that spring out to mind you think of Spike O'Sullivan and then you start to sort of go down the pecking order and look at other fighters that you think of uh, I mean you've had Andy Lee as well haven't you as you know of recent times who was a world champion at middleweight yeah, he's not finished yet and was looking like he could have faced Daniel Jacobs so we do have a lot of fighters here so you'd love to see them kind of get the chance in front of an Irish crowd yeah. and I know that there is promoters and stuff like that but we have a lot of fighters and we could really huge stack card in Crow Park is what what I'd love don't think I'll get it but something I'd love to see <laughs> yeah absolutely the thing is with guys like yourself you you know if you want to watch these big fights you've got to come over to where these big fights are happening and it means literally having to jump on the plane and, and come over to, to England to, to come and watch some of these big fights or Wales or wherever they hold, they hold the big fights um, and and you want to be able to say, you know, I can watch him in my hometown. Like, I'm fortunate enough to be here in Manchester and be able to go and see things like Groves and Newbatlank and, and, you know, and Ricky Hatton's mm-hmm. fights. And, you know, I've seen some cracking fights at the arena, you know, in the past 20 years. I've been, been you know, I've been following boxing. But if guys like yourself, you know, there's, there's, there's no, there's nowhere, there's no big shows going on, is there? Like you said, and... 
It's a shame. And we have small house shows, but we have so many good fighters on our doorstep, but we don't really have the big boxing shows on our doorstep when there's so much good talent. You just love uh, maybe a couple of big shows a year. Like the way, in, the way, as you said, in the UK, Liverpool might get two shows a year. London gets it on yeah. how many shows. Manchester will get a couple of shows. You'd like to see that if Matchroom really were serious about having Katie Taylor on their uh, on their books, that they give her those kind of nights in Dublin. Like the same way they that Josh Taylor fights in Glasgow, that... The, the fighters fight where they're from because that's where the crowd is going to be the best and that's what you'd love to see exactly uh, so yeah no, it's, it's an interesting one and it's a it's a relevant one and, and god you've you've got that one off your chest because at the end of the day uh, as, a, as a man from from ireland you want to see these big facts happen in your hometown like that it's like me not being able to watch ricky hatton fight in manchester you know i would have been gutted if i would never have got the opportunity to see him fight in manchester unfortunately i did so you know, I, I will always live with the memories that I've got of that, and that's what you want over there. You want you want things like that happening over there. So you know, yeah, 2018, a, a big fight should happen. I'd love to see Cal Frampton, uh, Leo Santa Cruz three over in Dublin. I'd love to see that. It'd probably happen in Belfast, obviously, but yeah. you'd love to see it. You know, over in Ireland, somewhere where you could potentially get to. That's not too far away for you to go and watch the fight, uh, and it'll just. It'll just unite the, the both, obviously, the Northern Irish side and Ireland, and it'd unite everybody to come and see a massive fight like that. And that's that's, that's it's the same as over here, really. You know, like Joe Calzaghe fighting in Wales. Uh, you know, all the English fans, all the Scottish fans who want to go and see, they will go and see him. They don't, they don't give a shit if you're Irish, Scottish. There's no bad blood there at all. There's just genuine boxing fans just want to go and watch a really good fight. So yeah, it's a really, really good point that you make there. Um, one thing that I don't want to see anything of this. This year in boxing, it's Conor McGregor. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get him. Well, you might actually. I was going to say just as a little, as a little joke there. If we could have had a, if Katie Taylor is going to headline a card now, maybe we'd have Polly Manonagy and Conor McGregor as well. <laughs> that's one that I don't want to see. I don't want to see Conor McGregor near, near boxing. And I think what happened last year is probably the most boxing fans will take. Yeah, of course, the most casual fans would love to see him come back and they can watch boxing again with Conor McGregor and the big fucking circus that comes with him. But <laughs> You don't want him anywhere near boxing because that was one of them that you got, people got caught up in the in the kind of hoopla of it. And I'll say I was one of them as well. Um, I think he will stay away from boxing. There's a few people saying, no, he's going to box this year. Malinaji thinks he's going to box this year. But Malinaji is one of them that I'm glad he's retired. And Conor McGregor is one of them that doesn't need to box. I think he has his own sport there that he can, uh, he can keep himself busy with. And I hope that if they are going to fight again, they can fight in MMA all they want. But... Leave the boxing to the people who who really want to box and not just make money off it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to see him again. Uh, simple as that, really. I love watching him in UFC. Don't get me wrong. I love watching what he does in UFC and in an, in an octagon. Um, I'd love to see him fight Nate Diaz. I know this is a boxing podcast, but off subject, I'd love to see him, Conor McGregor fight Nate Diaz again. However, uh, I wouldn't want to see him in the boxing world again because. The, the, the hype that it caused and the ridiculous amount of money the guy made for it and I appreciate why he did it because he made a lot more money in that one exhibition bout than what he, he did in his UFC bouts because there's more money in boxing than there is in UFC and it's common knowledge so I understand why he did that but I don't want to see him do it again I want to see him back in the octagon essentially uh, leave, leave it to the guys that have trained all their lives to be a boxer you know 
don't don't just try and think you can transition over into into something that you're not going to be successful. At. I mean, look what's happened when boxers have gone to MMA. It's never worked out. It's never worked out. But when you look, when you're speaking of Andre Ward, he wouldn't have made the money in his career for everything that he did, all the world titles he won, than what Conor McGregor did in one night in an exhibition fight against Floyd Mayweather. That's where that kind of stuff, it kind of sours it to the whole thing. Yeah, you know, it really does. It's, it is pretty sickening. And I don't blame McGregor for doing it because at the end of the day he's he's a businessman he knows how to sell a fight and he's done it for that reason but you've you made you've made it there a guy like Andre Ward with the talent and skill he had and he gets paid a quarter of what McGregor gets paid for one fight is ridiculous when you think about it that way. So, yeah, 2018, boxing wish list. Uh, no Conor McGregor, please. I really don't want to see him back in the squared circle again. Uh, moving on, let's look at what else you want to see this year. There's, again, there's so much to talk through and there's, there's quite a good possibility we're not going to cover everything off in this one episode because, you know, there's so much to talk about. But I think so far we're doing a bit of a grand job because it's really whatever comes off the cuff. I mean, you could sit here all night and say, I want to see Khan Pacquiao, I want to see Khan Brook, I want to see this, I want to see that. But really, you want to look at other subjects that are really pressing. And one that we t- I touched on a little bit earlier on in the podcast uh, was judges. Um, one particular judge that I wouldn't want to see uh, is Adelaide Bird. She's made some absolutely crap decisions in boxing and I just don't want to see that that type of thing happening again so I don't want to see Adelaide Bird uh, bo- uh, judge another big big boxing event. Um, what do you think, again, what do you think about that Adelaide Bird? No more for 2018 please. But you don't want any kind of bad judge but that kind of stuff is they shouldn't be judging boxing ever again. It's kind of like if I went into my job and I made such a mess like that, they go, get out the door, you're not doing this again. <laughs> so if she does have the chance to do it again, which she will and she probably has since, she, she'll she always have that kind of attached to her. It was such a big fight. And to have that leaving, to have a judge name, like you shouldn't leave a fight kind of going, yeah, I know the judge's name. It's read at the start of the, the ring announcements and you don't ever think of it again. If you in the weeks after and the months after still talking about that judge and the mess they made there's something wrong and hopefully we don't hear the name Adelaide Bird um, when it comes to boxing and if she is going to do it I hope it's for the, the right reasons she's making the right calls but she she does wear glasses she needs the strongest pair of glasses that I've ever seen because she doesn't know what she's watching clearly and <laughs> if she's there making more bad decisions again she I couldn't I, I don't know if it's the commissions that hire them who picks the judges I don't know but those kind of things, that's what several people are boxing. People kind of go, oh, that's just boxing. No, I'm not going anywhere near this again because it seems corrupt and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that's what happened, but you'd like to think that you don't hear the name Adelaide Bird, just as like Conor McGregor. There's certain names you don't want to hear around boxing because they kind of make you cringe when you hear them. Oh, but the thing is, you know what? She's. It's not just like one decision she made. She's made a lot of bad decisions, and mm. it's, it's it's a judge like that that brings that type of controversy to boxing, and it it, do, it does make people feel like it's very very corrupt, and you know at, at some levels there's probably stuff that does go on which you know we we're never going to really know the ins and outs of it, but you know when you look at the casual casual audience yet again, and the people that are paying a lot of money out to see these big fights, and 
you get the likes of Adelaide Bird. Uh, other judges have done it as well, but she's, she, I'm singling her out because she's made some terrible decisions recently, and that's why I wouldn't want to see her uh, this year judging another big fight again. Um, <laughs> what someone that's just made me laugh as well is um, with judges. Do you ever remember the um, the Khan Peterson fight, the Man in the Hat? Yeah, I do actually remember that because I remember watching the highlights the next day and it was a great fight and then the man in the hat was the thing. I remember because I avoided my phone and then straight away I seen the man in the hat and then you look at him and you can see the whole fight if you watch the rematch. It's kind of it's kind of strange that certain judges, he's the man in the hat, Adelaide Bird is the kind of, the the, the woman who, who got it so wrong. She And she's judged a lot of fights since but there's certain names, certain things that people associate with boxing. Crooked judges seems to be one of them not saying that, I don't know the ins and outs of the whole team, but if someone scores a fight almost polar opposite to what you're scoring, like if the other two judges get it bang on, they're close to each other, and you get it so wrong, would you not kind of be looking at your car going, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, or <laughs> I need to step back because I don't know what I just watched, or have I have I been paid or anything like that? So crooked judges or judging decisions that always kind of leave you a little bit, a little bit sour towards the sport, kind of leave you kind of going, well... That's not what I wanted, or that's going to destroy that. So you don't want that in 2018. And there's so many big fights that could be made. And if they were spoiled by judging um, controversies, it would really, really spoil the whole thing. Well, I'm going to move on now because there's another subject uh, which is um, quite relevant to boxing as of recent times and something that I don't want to see anything of in 2018 anymore, but will probably happen. But I would absolutely love for it to be gone. Uh, Performance enhancing drugs and the fact that these fighters that have been found to be taking them, whether it was known or not, they need to be gone and the fighters need to be... you know, stop giving them an easy ride. They're getting, they're not even getting a slap on the wrist these days. I mean, Ortiz, Luis Ortiz, he's fighting down so well for a world title, been reinstated back into the rankings, but yet the guy's a drugs cheat. What's all that about? Yeah, it's one of them that he, he had one fight back and now he has a world title fight. He was going to have a world title fight, but he got banned and he's had a number of these kind of situations in his career so there's no smoke without fire so there there should only be so much you can explain away I think if it's one strike because it is such a dangerous sport that you're gone from the sport you shouldn't have the option to kind of be able to talk your way through it and appeals and all that kind of stuff of course everyone has the right to a fair trial but once maybe you can understand and if it, if, if it does come out in the wash that you, you can understand but you're seeing Pavekka now who's had trouble with uh, with performing hands of drugs not trouble with them he's if he's taking them, that's the trouble. That's what you want them out of box. And he looks like he's going to fight on the, the Joshua card. With, if it's not the Wilder fight next, it could be him facing Joshua for the world title. Like, it's almost like you're rewarding them if they can win fights, but it makes you question their whole record. It makes you question every, the whole time Ortiz was fighting, like what was missed or what what didn't he... Um, like, Is he only taking them now? But it's, it does, it's in every kind of sport and it makes you question that athlete the whole time John Jones UFC I think everyone will always uh, question his uh, his record and Pavekin and Ortiz are some of them that are kind of Ortiz is fighting Deontay Wilder in a huge fight um, in the next couple of weeks he shouldn't even have that opportunity he should be one of them that like if he went out and seriously injured someone and you find out that he was on performance enhancing drugs what do you do then is the, when when does the law step in when does the kind of because it's such a dangerous sport you shouldn't need anything other than your fists well, I'll tell People you what. People are going to use that stuff, and it's going to be an issue in in every sport, which is so unfortunate. 
I'll tell you what, I've got a solution for this. If they don't want to kick him out of boxing, you know what they should do? Just make their own little division up where they can all fight each other, taking the performance-enhancing drugs that they've been taking, and just let him scrap it out. <laughs> and just let him have it out, you know. Most of them are heavyweights as well, that's the thing. Alexander Povetkin, Luis Ortiz, Lucas Brown, Shannon Briggs, you know, to name but four people, and it's happened to... you know. And it always seems, they always seem to have conditions when it comes up, which is always kind of... But if you have these conditions, like why aren't you why is it always that you're caught not that you're announcing it like you're it's not that they've kind of said oh yeah i've been caught for this but the the organization understands it's always they've been caught and then it's going to oh yeah shit i actually had this or i have this i ortiz does have some excuse for it, but what if he did if what if, hopefully like you don't want to see it happen but what if he did seriously injure um deontay wilder that kind of thing comes into it. Why was he even allowed fight? Or what if Povetkin seriously injures David Price? That's all. You never want that to happen. But in boxing, it's it, it can happen. And it's so unfortunate that these guys even have a chance to, to be in there. And the people who let them fight, I know it's organizations, promoters and stuff. There's people way above them. They're just going to get in the ring when they're told that something needs to be done. I agree with Tony Bellew, Dave Allen, who say, one strike, you're gone. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't even be near the sport. Yeah, well, they they nail it on the head. Um, but yeah, we're seeing these fights happen. Um, you know, with Brown and White, a battle of two people that have been caught before cheating, whether they knew it or whether they not, or whether they claim innocence. You know, it's happened. It's it's proven. Yeah, Povetkin's fighting Price, and I, you know what? I feel sorry for Price here because Price is going in now, knowing that he's fighting Povetkin after after what he's been found. That would be the third fighter that he's fought in his career. That's been caught with performance-enhancing drugs. Tony mm. Tom, Tony Thompson, um, Erin Tepper, and now Povetkin. So that's why I very much hope when Price gets in the ring with him, he, he does a number on Povetkin. I would love to see him put. No Povetkin. one would deserve it more if if, if he did get through. Um, after what he has been through and what what's come out uh, subsequent to fights in David Price's career, that no one would deserve it more than him. And I'd be hoping to God that. He, he can do a number on Povetkin and, and really change that kind of, that stereotype. But uh, you, you just can't see him get through Povetkin. You'd be hoping he could, but it's so unfortunate that the Sunfighters' careers have been tarnished from their opponents taking drugs and stuff like that. Well, I'll tell you what then, that's one for my wish list then. Uh, I want Price here to go on, beat Povetkin and get his, at least one title shot. You know, even if, <laughs> even if he lo- even if he loses, even if he loses, at least he can honestly say he had a world title challenge. Do you know what I mean? That's one guy, if anybody, that that at least deserves a fair stroke of luck. And people might say, yeah, but he was blowing his ass out and this and that and this and that. You know what? I don't really care what you say because at the end of the day, the guy is such a nice guy and he's one of the nicest guys in boxing. And he's been screwed over by people that have taken drugs, and now he's going in with a guy who's been proven to. Take drugs again he knows what was happening this time though he you know he wasn't aware of the other two guys he knows now so at least now he can go in there with that even probably extra motivation to know that if he doesn't win this fight he's finished essentially um but you know knowing that he's going in there with a drugs cheat might even make him train 10 times harder and, and, and get one big shot off and finish Povetkin and get a, a potential get the revenge on the likes yeah. of Thompson and Tepper yeah get it out on uh get it out Povetkin 
Exactly, exactly. That would that'd be nice. I'd love to see that. So I'm going to add that to me. <laughs> that is definitely one for my list this year. I'd love to see Pricey get get his um, get a, at least a little bit of a reward because you know what? With England Pricey, it wasn't like he's not like Alder Harrison who gets his world title shot and doesn't even throw a bleeding punch in three rounds. You know what I mean? Pricey will probably try and give it a go, even if he does gas out too soon and he does go out on his shield again. At least he's going to try and give it a go. Do you know what I mean? Not he's like, the, he has the extra caveat of dropping Joshua before as well so there's a nice little narrative there if they can get through I just think Pavekin is one of them that it's probably a big too big of a mountain to climb which is which is so unfortunate for David Price but no one would deserve it more I think when it comes to heavyweight boxing than, than David Price to get a chance to get a really big fight and a, and a chance at a world title especially in Britain anyway especially in Britain for sure um, but you know we're an hour in now we've, I think we've covered a lot of stuff off um, going through sort of things that I've looked at, you know, doing my research and doing what I think would be good um, for the next year. There's, 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 again, there's, there's so much. Um, and there'll probably be stuff that people might say, oh, well, they've not, they've not even thought about this. If if we haven't, tweet us and tell us, you know, you know you know what the score is. It's that BTR Boxing Pod. Let us know. Um, but to be honest with you, at the moment, I'm struggling to think what else... I'd want to want to realistically have on my wish list for this year because I've I've covered loads off you know I've said uh, Deontay Wilder Joshua Tyson Fury returning no Conor McGregor a potential you know fly away where they come back um, I've got a good one actually what about people that you want to see leave the game this year people who I want to retire yeah. Um, we yeah, just... probably Sh- Shannon Briggs would definitely be one of them. <laughs> uh, you're not going to miss. He's had his time. Are you not going to miss his? Uh, Let's go, champ! Let's go, champ! I, w- I, w- I wouldn't mind, but it, he's doing that at press conferences that he's not involved in. I can't remember the last <laughs> time he fought. So if he was doing it at, at a at a at a weigh in or something, you're going, yeah, there you go. There's interest, but there's there's a few fighters that are hanging around. Maybe if Pacquiao was to come unstuck again, wouldn't he? He says that he's conti- going to continue boxing on. If he was to walk away from the sport, I think if Amir Khan was to be defeated, that you wouldn't like to see him continue on. I don't think he would. But there's certain things that you'd like, certain fighters that I hold a kind of little thing for. That at, so, at, at some point, you'd like to see him walk away. And Shannon Briggs is definitely one of them. I don't like the, the thought of Roy Jones Jr. fighting again, even though I think he will. Pacquiao is one of them that I don't want to just keep going on, to keep going through training camps. At some point, he needs to call it a day. He's given himself a good career now, and he's earned a lot of money. He did have trouble with tax and stuff like that. But there's certain fighters that I want to, if they're going to retire, I want them to achieve something. Not achieve something, but to kind of get what they've always wanted. And I think Billy Joe Saunders is a great fighter and so much ahead for him. Martin Murray, I'd love to see get a world title. I think he was screwed so many times and if he was to just get that title, defend it once in St. Helens and be able to walk away, that would be, of all the fighters that I can think of, he's the one that maybe, if he was to retire this year, because he's had had a good career, but I'd love to see him go out retired with a a world title because I think Billy Joe Saunders is maybe the second or the third, let's say, best middleweight in the world. So there's certain fighters that they could be one loss away from from calling it a day. there's no one I'd love to see retire because you love boxing. You always think that they have it in them. But there's, there's certain fighters that like maybe just one last hurrah out of them. And I don't think that is in Murray's case. I think he's been he's been harshly done by. And if he could get that world title from Billy Joe Saunders, I don't think even Billy Joe Saunders would hold it hold it too much against them. But you'd love to see 
that kind of thing. Just one little success story to happen for certain fighters. But Pacquiao is one of them I wouldn't like to see continue on needlessly. He doesn't need to be doing it anymore. And to certain fighters, maybe the heavyweight division, if Lucas Brown come unstuck again, maybe he should walk away. Yeah. David Hay is the one that I look at. I don't think his body's going to hold up for him after the belly fight. I don't know how many training camps he can go through. I don't really want to see him put his body through much more. I felt... I was never a huge David Hay fan, but my heart went out to him when his Achilles went. And if his body is something that isn't gonna isn't gonna stay in the course anymore, he should walk away. He's a lot going on outside of boxing and in boxing, but maybe inside the ring he could be done. And I wouldn't like to see him be badly beaten. I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but he's one of them who's had a great career and you wouldn't like to see him continue on longer than he has to. I think, you know what, when you speak of people like that, David Hay, yeah, I agree, David Hay needs to leave the sport, um, and I think I've seen him on the on the show uh, last weekend, and I think he actually said there's one or two more fights than he's done kind of thing. I want to see him go, to be honest with you, uh, but I also want to see uh, I want to see Bellew beat him. <laughs> Sorry, I am a bit biased. I, I, do, I do, I've always loved Tony Bellew ever since he changed his persona uh, from when he was uh, a really aggressive uh, son of a gun uh, when he fought Stevenson over in Canada and he just seemed to change and he just seemed to become more of a fan friendly sort of fighter and there's a lot of people that don't like him there's a lot of people that love him but I'd love to see him beat Hay uh, I'd love to see him maybe even get one more big fight. You know, maybe he sounds the, the, the corny, but I'd love to see him maybe move up and, and and potentially have one big heavyweight fight where he won. You know, I kind of like the Rocky story, so to speak. And I know he obviously was in the film Creed and stuff, but but I mean, he's, he's probably dead corny. But I've actually I've really warmed him over the past few years, and I'd love to see him get one more big defining night because. You know, every time he says he's going to do something, he, he's doing it. So I'd love to see him go in there. I'd love to see him beat Hay. Uh, one more big fight. I'd love to see him get out of the game. And, you know, he, he he's, he's a very good pundit. And I think he's got a very good career ahead of him in punditry. Uh, he's very honest, very real with it all. And he's one of the probably the most unbiased commentators that uh, is on Sky at the moment. So mm. I, I love I love listening to, to what he has to say because he says it as it is. And, and that's what you want to hear. So... Uh, Bellew's another one in terms of British fighters anyway I'd love to see get out of the game um, you know before he, 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 he gets too beat up essentially um, he's, you know he says it all the time it's for his family I want to see him get out and with all his faculties intact and, and enjoy the rest of his life and I look forward to kind of seeing him as a pundit um, but yeah, no, that's that's Bellew's another one. There's you know, there's so many of them really. Like, I never want to see anybody leave the sport. But when you start to think they're at that age now, where it's like, well, what else can you do? Uh, you, you're probably too old to do anything major. Um, but I don't want to see you get beat up. So just just, just get out of it now, or you can potentially. Um, one fighter that it's I, so unfortunate so don't need to keep fighting that's the unfortunate side of it well that's it one fighter who, I'll be honest with you I never wanted to see get out of the game at the time they did uh, well two fighters I never wanted to see Joe Kazagi get out when he did and I never wanted to see Frotch get out when, they'd, when he did either because they were two fighters I absolutely loved watching and I both felt like they, they probably had one, one more fight in them each and you know that never never happened, and over the last few years, we've always always seen these fantasy posts about Kalzagi and Frotch fighting each other. Funnily enough, and a fight that Frotch really chased before Kalzagi retired, and you know these two guys, I wouldn't have liked to have seen get out when they did, but they did. But in terms of 
uh, going back to the subjects that we're talking about and, and people retiring this year, Manny Pacquiao, I think, needs to leave the sport now. I think he's done enough for the sport. He's got a fantastic legacy. He needs to go and stay away. Mayweather, as much as you'd love to see him come back, you'd probably also love to see him stay away as well at the same time. Um, but He, he can't do the attention. He needs too much. It's He, he could probably spend the whole 2018 just teasing a fight. And that's, you might want that out of the box. And just, if you're going to fight, fight. If you're not, just stop teasing it. Promote your fighters. Do, it, <laughs> what, do what you need to do. But if you're going to stay away from boxing or stay out of the ring, stop teasing these returns. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it for me, to be honest with you, Carl. I think I can't, I can't think of sort of anything else that, that springs to my mind that I think I want to discuss in terms of the wish list for this year because I've covered off all the big fights that I want to see. Um, we've covered off, you know, people getting out of the game. Uh, we've covered off people like McGregor not coming back into boxing. There's, there's, there's so much that we've covered off, really. Uh, is there anything else that you can think of that you'd want to cover off for this particular episode? One thing that I do want to touch on, it's something I don't want to see and I don't want to see it, it, it even attempted, is when you see Rio Ferdinand wanting to have a fight. Oh, God, yeah. I've seen it with <laughs> Andrew Flintoff, that kind of thing. It just came to my mind of stuff you don't want to see in boxing and that probably would have to rank number one. He's a football player who wants to have boxing match that kind of thing of using the sport for i don't know what Um, if he's doing it for charity all well and good he could have a, a, a white collar boxing show but there's going to be documentaries and build-ups to this and where everyone's going to get into it the andrew flintoff was was unreal like when he was it was like he was swinging at a fella in a, in a pub car park he had nothing to do with boxing <laughs> oh you know what so that kind of thing you don't want to see that in 2018 and you will see that i think these fellas getting in shape these celebrities rugby players all that kind of stuff and, and want to have a go in the boxing ring it's one of those sports that they think they control a bunch they're going to get involved in it and rio ferdinand he does have notoriety in the football game but i probably will watch his voice but one of those things i hate seeing celebrities written like that want to want to, to want to do these kind of things if for me it, it it shouldn't happen and it shouldn't be sanctioned and one of them that you don't want to see in boxing 2018 you probably will see it which is so unfortunate oh you know what you're right i don't want to see it at all to be honest with you you know freddie flintoff andrew flintoff still gets the piss ripped out of him in a league of their own if you watch it every now and again they'll bring it up and they'll just rip the piss yeah. out they rip the piss out of him for it because you know and, and i'll be honest with you at the time when it happened i bought into that you know i actually did buy into it and i thought wow freddie flintoff he's a big guy you know he, he could do something but then when i seen the fight and i thought this is absolutely absolutely ridiculous um this is worse than a white collar fight <laughs> do you know what i mean it's, it's literally like two guys uh are fighting over the last piece of kebab meat at the end of a night out that's 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 what it was like it was ridiculous and i don't really want to see real ferdinand do it because you know i i, I with real ferdinand i know he's, he's always been a big boxing fan he's always been you see him at the shows and stuff like in in, in the uk but there's one thing being at the shows and then there's another thing being in the ring and you see it too many times where people think they can make it uh, just because they might be able to have a little bit of a scrap outside the ring it's totally different it's totally different being in the ring so you know for for real Ferdinand stay away mate you know if you want to come and maybe do a little bit of talking a bit of punditry something like that I could, you know, I could probably accept that but no stay away he needs to stay away it's not something I want to see happen it's going to happen we know it's going to happen because it's been, yeah. it's been well publicised and 
let's be honest with each other, you're probably going to look at it. <laughs> you probably are going to watch it because you're going to be intrigued. Yeah, I want to see how he does. He's in fantastic shape. You'd want to see how he does. You can put him in, in with someone who's won and out, but what does that person get for losing to Rio Ferdinand? And it would probably be in the O2 and it would probably sell a lot of tickets and make a lot of money. But it's one of those things. I think he's only having one fight. So... I'm not saying that he should have more than one fight. I'm saying that he shouldn't have any at all. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> but we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, I think he should stay away, um, personally, myself. But there we have there we have it. I think that's probably about it for today's uh, bonus episode, uh, as voted by the Twitter followers. Um I want to. I want to firstly want to say um, thank you very much to everybody that has listened to the most recent episode of Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast, uh, which had interviews with Jamie War and Luke Watkins on. Um, we were really happy. Both of us are really happy with the fact that it got a really good reception across social media, um, and we will continue to bring you weekly episodes like that uh, with great interviews from well-known fighters, uh, and we'll keep delivering on that level. But thank you for everybody that's uh, picked up in the following, that's followed us, that's voted on the polls. I think we'll probably put another poll out maybe in a few weeks' time, and we'll see, you know, what other subjects we can talk about. I mean, on that particular poll that's brought this podcast about there was one that I wanted to talk about which um, I was a little bit gutted actually that it didn't get picked was the greatest super middleweights ever oh god I would have loved to have talked about that, that that's that's one, <laughs> one, one subject that I think we could agree that would be a, a, a great podcast episode to talk about some of the greatest super middleweights and the fights that have happened in that division over say the past 40 years um, has it even been around 40 years I don't even know um, but the, at least the past 25 30 years you know I've, I've seen some sort of fantastic um, fantastic fights over them years but again thank you to everybody on Twitter um, Cahal I know you're not on Facebook um, so you don't really follow the Facebook side that's that's me that does that so I'm thanking everybody on Facebook that's been sharing the episodes because it's really helping us get up that ladder and, and, and becoming well known and that that is exactly what we want we want to you know we feel like we've got the knowledge behind us to give people something entertaining to listen to and some real talk um get get interacting with us on social media you know the score it's at btr boxing pod uh, and on facebook it's beyond the ropes boxing podcast uh, and just as a little side note Cahal, i don't know if you've ever used a google home or an alexa um but if you if you say hey alexa or hey google or whatever it is and you tell it to play beyond the ropes boxing podcast it plays the latest episode Oh yeah, no, I haven't noticed that. So you could have it uh, beaten through your whole house if you if you really wanted. To. Oh yeah, the, which the, which I advise you do. <laughs> Absolutely, the, the 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 dulcet tones of myself uh, coming in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, on a serious note, though, we, you know we really we really enjoying delivering this podcast here uh, on a weekly basis, and obviously the bonus episode that we've done today for you. All I ask in return for this really is to share it around, tell your mates, follow us. It takes a couple of seconds to share it, literally a couple of seconds to press one button to share the, the episodes to get it exposed to people. Uh, and and I, you know what, I also appreciate there's a lot of other podcasts out there. Um, I listen to a few myself, but you know, please get it shared. Please, word of mouth is the best thing at the moment on social media. If you get it shared, 
then you know other people might pick it up and you know we might have a fantastic following by the end of 2018 and that's one thing I want to put on my boxing wish list uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a great but it's getting really fantastic following by the end of 2018 but even for the, the following we've got now I, I'm glad you're all enjoying it and uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode uh, please leave us some feedback um, our social media personal handles uh, myself is at Sean Basto E-S-B-R uh, and at 14 Cahal spell C-A-T-H-A-L if you want to find us on there you want to ask us questions you want to tweet anything over to us please do we're more than happy to speak to you guys that listen to this podcast and again we really appreciate the feedback that we're getting um, on a final note for people that have always been listening to this podcast before Cahill came on, you know that I also run the social media outlet Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat, which is what this podcast has originated from. Uh, if you don't already follow Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat across all of social media, you will find it on there uh, at Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat. Um, the YouTube channel is there. There's great interviews that I've had in the past uh, with some well-known people, including Eddie Hearn. Make sure you get over there and get subscribing over to that as well. Uh, but Cahill, I'm going to give you the final word on today's podcast anything else you want to bring up before we go no I think we covered it off and the one that was uh, there was something that was on my mind that I was trying to figure out and I knew it was the real Ferdinand one so I'm glad I got that one off my chest anyway. <laughs> yeah uh, but thank you very much guys I really hope you enjoy this bonus episode of Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast and the 2018 Boxing Wish List and if you follow us this week we'll be getting our take on the Groves and Eubank saga that happened over the weekend uh, plus the undercard and plus the upcoming fights uh, thanks everybody and we'll see you next time Sports Social Podcast Network Okay, round two Name something that's not boring a Laundry? Ooh, a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry We were looking for Chumba Casino That's right, ChumbaCasino.com Has over 100 casino style games Join today and play for free For your chance to redeem some serious prizes Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.